I would say I was very good at what I did, but there was always something else poking me. Like, you know, it was like a prick in my heart, right? There's more to you. There's more to you. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. So welcome, Jennifer. I am so happy to have you be part of Second Wind, the podcast, and share your story. You have a lot of pieces to this story, and I would like us to cover all the rocks and not leave them all uncovered. We want to roll them over and share everything that you've been through and how you've succeeded and how you've come out the other side. So Jennifer, let's start off with what was your first aha moment that something had to change for you. What was going on? What did that look like? And how did that all happen? So basically what started the second wind in my life? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. Um, Well, first, thank you for asking me to share my story because um, my story has helped others. And I'll share with you how that kind of has happened. But um, it's, I think it's important that women do share our stories because I think we have a lot more in common with each other than we even know about, and Mm -hmm. we can always help someone else. So thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate you. Um, So when did the second wind of mine really kind of kick in? Um, (laughs) So I can go back to 2018. I started working on myself. I had made a new year, new year's resolutions, right? Like we all do. And I was determined to get my health in order for all kinds of reasons, which you and I could talk about another podcast, I'm sure. But um, that particular year when I started losing weight and started um, some management classes, actually, I started working with a, a business leader here in our community and started working on me. And I was taking part-time college classes at the time, trying to pursue an undergraduate degree I had always wanted to do and never had that opportunity when I was younger. And in July of 2018, that it's very key in what happened to me, um, my husband and I decided to do some construction in our house. And that just upset my apple cart really bad. I am someone that everyone, everything has a place. Everything Mm -hmm. needs to have an order. And all of a sudden, my world is not in order at all. And I actually had some panic attacks in the house outside. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know what to do with me. With that, I mean, have you ever looked at your husband had like this moment and they just stare back at you blank faced going, what do I do with this? And Absolutely. how do I help her? Right. And Absolutely. so I had the, that moment in the house going on here and then at work, I was working a full-time job at the time and 
I was having some chaos at work as well. Just um, nothing was really going into place anymore, whether it was, you know, coworkers, although I, I got along with most of my coworkers or all of them, but it just, the world was just up, upside down feeling there as well. A lot of change was going on there for me. So I decided to go get help even more. So I, here I am losing weight, which you know is difficult in your mid forties, going to school, got my house all tore up and work is confusing. And I go get help. I hired a life coach, reached out to someone here in the, in the community. And I said, you know what? I just need to figure out how to help myself and how to get through this turbulent time that I'm in. And she did. It was an amazing thing. And I always say, if any woman feels that kind of uh, chaos in her life, do not ever be ashamed and do not ever of embarrassment to go get help. Just raise your hand. You don't even have to talk about it, but just go get help. What, well, Jennifer, what, okay. yeah, what, what a lot of people will say, yeah, I probably should get help, but it's actually reaching out and making that phone call or, mm-hmm. or making that appointment. How did you overcome that first step? how did you make that first step to reach out and get the help? Well, I, I actually remember that moment. <laughs> it's, um, okay. I was in a meeting with her. She was, um, it's someone I know. It's a friend. It's actually a friend of ours. Someone I know and someone I could trust. Now, not everyone has that availability to them. But I remember I was in the in this conference room with her. And I just remember, you got to talk to her after this. That is someone mm-hmm. you can trust. That is someone you can go to. So if you don't have that person, like you don't know a life coach or a counselor or, a, or even a psychologist, whatever level you want to go into, talk to someone or get some recommendations, find someone you do trust, because I guarantee you, you they're going to know somebody. But um, that took a lot of guts to yeah. pull her aside and just look at her and say, I need help. And that, those were my words to her. I need help. I need you. It's not easy, Wendy. It's, it was one of the hardest things I had ever done. I didn't even tell my husband I had done that. I didn't even tell him I was going to do it. I just did it. Wow. So I think it was a moment where many of us probably reach of, if I don't say something, I'm going to break. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just that moment, but I had someone I trusted. So that, that made it a lot easier. A little bit me. easier. Yeah. So, so you start getting some help. Mm-hmm. from this life coach. Yep. And are things looking better? I, I mean, you can't control your house, right? No. So stuff is no. not where it should be. No. And no. your husband's still thinking you're out of your mind, probably. And work is still not comfortable. Nope. Right? So nope. what happened next? So um, the life coach curriculum that we kind of went through together, she wanted to drill down to who I am. What are my core values? What drives Jennifer? And that was an incredible exercise because I discovered a lot of things that drives Jennifer and what annoys Jennifer. And so identifying those helped me in the office environment with, you know what, that doesn't serve me. So maybe I need to stop doing it. That, or, you know, reaction doesn't serve me. How can I change my reaction? Um, And yeah, there was just still a lot of resistance. And what I believe now, looking back on some of that time too, I was growing as a person and I was outgrowing where I was. And that's a moment when you realize you've outgrown, whether it's the job, the staff, your, what, you know, your to-do list, your assignment, when you outgrow it, 
that creates an inner um, turbulence. And I think looking back on it, there have been times where I've looked back and said, you know what? I think I outgrew what I was doing. It was time for me to move on. But who wants to move on when there's comfort and there's benefits and there's a guaranteed paycheck, right? You don't want to leave that. You don't want to leave. Mm-mm. And what I'm finding, Jennifer, is usually if we are dialed in and we're not in alignment and yet we want to be in alignment, things will happen. And that's kind of what happened. That's where the uh, <laughs> second wind gets blown out. Like, I mean, just imagine that that gust of wind, right? That blows yes. the sails. Well, that's what happened. I couldn't, I could no longer fight the change that was coming. And, and that's where this is what happened. So I am losing weight. Um, I lost over 40 pounds total by the time I was done. But in the middle of that journey I was in, because I, I always tell my clients, I tell a lot of people, if you can't control everything going around you, going on around you, there is one thing you can control and that is your health. Period. Right. You can control what you eat. You can control what you drink. You can control everything with your health. And I was doing that. And that was really the only thing in that moment and that time in my life I had a hundred percent control over. So losing the weight, fighting through a lot of stuff that's going on. And I became a health coach on the side because I had people asking me, what in the world are you doing? This looks amazing. You look great. I was like, well, you know what? It's a program that I can go and get certified in, teach it to other people. So I did that. And I had no aspirations of doing much more than that, right? Helping family, helping friends, helping whoever just wanted help. Right. Oh, wow. Well, as I say, (laughs) you know, I was setting myself up for something I had no idea was coming. So that was in September of 2018. And then in October, actually two years ago this week. um, Yeah, I just celebrated this anniversary, actually, because I now celebrate it. Um, I walked into work on a Monday morning worked my job with uh, my management staff asked me for a meeting at the end of the day. And I left that job that day without a job. Very surprisingly lost my job. I got fired, Wendy. <laughs> I just okay. walked in and walked out without a job. Um, and you were blindsided, I take it. Very much so. It was wow. a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a surprise for most people that um, were in my immediate circle at that time. So I didn't know what in the world to do, of course. And um, I, my life coach actually out of the blue called me that afternoon. She had no idea what had happened, but um, she called me and I talked to her and she said, you know what? There's a reason for this. Now you just have to go find out what that is. And I called my health coach for number one. I still have a health coach, even though I am one, I still have one. And I called her and I said, I'm going to need your help because I can't go backwards. I'm not going to allow myself a reversal in my health. And she said to me, she said, you know, you've been talking to me a little bit about your job lately that, you know, you've been stressed. But she said, you may be surprised, but God is not surprised. Oh, wow. You have powerful of a statement is that? Well, I pulled over in the car because I knew I needed to pull over just because I was talking on the phone with her. And I remember pulling over and I just sat there and stared out my window. I just couldn't believe because I needed to hear that as well. I needed to hear someone say to me, well, God is not surprised by this. So two people back to back phone calls that afternoon said to me, there's a plan. We just now have to go figure out what it is. Well, I mean, that's, that was really that moment that day Uh I got fired unexpectedly, surprisingly, um, everything in my world changed 
for the good. I now can honestly say it, but it, that took a while, Wendy, that, you know, um, you and I were chatting just a second ago, but when you are fired and, and, yeah. and, and it's not coming, you know, or like, it, let's say someone's laid off and they don't know it's really coming. It's a shock to your system. It, um, it's a, dep- it, I went into a depression, of course. I was very sad. I was, um, you did go into a depression. What did that look like for you? If you don't mind me asking. No, not at all. Because it's part of the healing process. Right. Um, I didn't want to get up. And I think that's a, that's a common okay. side effect of a depression. I just, I, w- I would lay in the bed and just like, what did I do? I blamed myself because I didn't um, feel like I had a clear answer as to what happened and why I was out of a job all of a sudden. Okay. Um, but what kept me going was I knew I had to find work. You know, I, I still needed to work. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wasn't going to stay in that depression. I knew that that was unsafe. So um, I think it's sadness. I was just really sad. Uh, and I had to overcome that. And that took a while, by the way, that was not something that just ended. So basically, in that first week, I made the decision to become a certified health coach. And although my husband is like, no, you need to go find a quote, traditional real job. <laughs> this oh, side okay. hustle is fine. You can work that on the side, but we need you working, working. Um, I begged him. I actually looked at him and said, please give me a chance. Give me an opportunity to grow this health coaching business. I feel like there's something here. So you took your intuition basically and went to bat for yourself. That took a lot of courage. Oh, it takes a whole lot of courage when you have a husband who wants to retire in 10 years. He wants, you know, early retirement and, you know, savings. And I'm a massive part of that plan. And he's like, I think you're crazy. But in a good way, crazy, right? Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I ran with it. I said, "There's something here with this health coaching business. Give me the chance. Just give me an opportunity." And I did. I took it. And I then, of course, I had to prove to him <laughs> that I could right. do it. Not only and, to yourself, but and now then I had the myself. Money. Right. Show me the money, kind of thing. Show me the money. Show me. Um, just show me what I can do with this. I'm here to serve. I'm a servant. That was one of the things. So let's go back to when I was working with a life coach. My core values. Yeah. I'm a servant. I have a, a heart of service. Okay. So I knew then. So that had helped me tremendously. And I had been taking management courses and classes and masterminds and all these. I was like, I can do this. Surely I can do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, intuition, guts, right? A lot yeah. of guts to say, I'm going to not go back to a traditional job. But what I didn't know was not only did that opportunity allow me to um, grow a home-based business that I'll be honest, and and a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but I'm going to tell you because this was part of it. I replaced my income from the other job. That is so amazing. (laughs) Tell me about it. Just tell us. Yeah. When you were able, how did you bring that to light to your husband? Well, did you and I wait until you had accumulated a certain amount of money or did you, no. did you get like one big check and say, look, did you blow it up on one of those big dollar billboards? Like, what'd you do? I wish I had a dramatic story like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, you know, I, I still paid him, if you will, you know, I, I sent the money to our, our household income or a household uh-huh. account. Right. Okay. And we just started watching it grow. We kind of, I would, I would share with him. Oh, Hey. Guess what? This just happened. This just, so every time I made okay. a mile marker, I would tell him. 
And so the day or the month, I should say, there was a month where I could give him the same amount of money that I had been Okay, it duplicated itself. Okay. And I just, we celebrated, of course, but I have a very uh, money conservative, financially conservative husband. So he's kind of like, um, this is great, but can we sustain mm-hmm. it? So I was like, okay, challenge me. Go ahead and challenge me, Bubba, because check mark, I got you. <laughs> so yeah, so that fire in you. Oh man, that's all it, that's, that, that has been the drive, the challenge. There's been a lot of challenges. And um, every time someone's given me one in these last two years, I've taken it and said, fine, watch. So yeah, that wow. was huge. But what, what what we didn't know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, well, no, what, so what we didn't know at that time, um, so my part, let's kind of go back to my my dream chasing were, uh, self, because this was a part of me that I didn't know was inside of me until my mid-40s also. Um, I always wanted to go to school, wanted to go to college. And I grew up in a family that didn't save. Because my mom was a high school graduate. She didn't go anywhere with that. And my dad was actually a high school dropout who finished his GED in Vietnam through the army. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have parents that um, education was very important to. They understood it and would say to myself, to me and my brother, they would say to us, if you want to do more, we'll, we'll figure it out. But no one saved. No one um, focused on grades. Like we it wasn't just, a priority. No, not at all. Not in my household. Okay. And so when I wanted to go graduate or when I was graduating high school and working with a counselor, you know, how you have to go in there and they say, right. what do you want to do when you grow up? Um, <laughs> I remember it, Wendy, like yesterday. Um, and I think God placed these kinds of memories in my mind for a reason. I remember looking at Miss Bradshaw said, Jennifer, what do you want to do? This is my junior year in high school. I said, well, I want to go to the University of Georgia. I've, that's always been a dream of mine. And um, yeah. And I'll never forget the look on her face. She knew. She knew that was not a possibility for me. Oh, you remember she knew it. that? I remember. I remember the look. Yep. And, you and I knew. feeling that then? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a reason. I did, like I said, I believe God put this in oh my, my memory gosh. bank for a reason. Um, she knew we didn't have the money and she knew I didn't have the grades. So she helped me um, apply for and was accepted into a two-year college, which, you know, back then, this was in 92, 93. Back then, you know, Georgia had a lot of two-year colleges. I'm sure you remember that. Um, We don't now, but we did. So I I did get accepted. I was going to go. I had done everything they asked me to do, but the money still wasn't there. And I could not qualify for scholarships or even hope. I had hope at that time, but it didn't work. So I didn't go to college. And I put it off and every year I would go, well, maybe next year, maybe next year, within five years, well, maybe one day. Mm -hmm. I dreamed about it. I would look at um, local colleges. I even talked about going to, um, you know, like a trade school, which is no big deal, right? That's not a bad thing. And I was like, well, I just want to improve my skills, my education. But I found a career in administrative assistant. And I, that is not a bad career to be in, by the way. I worked myself up several ladders in multiple offices and was, I would say I was very good at what I did, but there was always something else poking me. Like, you know, it was like a prick in my heart, right? There's more to you. There's more to you. Yeah. And I wanted to go to school. So fast forward to, um, I, 
oh gosh, it was, I don't remember, 12 years, 12, 11 years ago, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, I'm trying to remember, but anyway, so it's been a while, but um, mid thirties, uh-huh. I'm dating my now husband, Jason, and side note here, he and I dated in high school. We were, we knew each other way back when we grew up together. Oh, interesting. And we were having a conversation while we were trying to, you know, get to know each other again, um, almost 20 years later. And he said to me, he said, so what's the one thing in life you always wanted to do, but you never did it? I said, well, I always wanted to go to school. I wanted to go to college and couldn't do it. And he said, well, why not now? Huh. No one in my life until that moment had encouraged me. Not even your high school counselor, right? Nope. Well, I mean, yeah, she tried to help me, but she just knew it wasn't going to happen at that time in my life. Right. Um, So I just was like, oh, my goodness, I don't have an excuse anymore. Because, you know, for years I could come up with an excuse and now I didn't have an excuse. I had someone in my life who was going to actually encourage it. And he said to me, he said, look, uh, if if I'm a part of this, we will find a way. Oh, Okay. So yeah. So at 35 years old, <laughs> talk about, that was like the beginning of all this, right? I started taking part-time classes at um, Georgia Perimeter and went on to Georgia State. And then in 2019, the dream of applying to the University of Georgia became a reality. I applied, I was accepted and without losing my job in 2018, this would never have happened for me. I would not be a student at the University of Georgia. It would have been impossible to, because you have to go to campus. You know. Yeah. Now, well, now you might have been able to do well, it. Well, certainly, <laughs> certainly not then. No, COVID, COVID kind of sent us all home, but you still have to right. attend classes, right? right. That's funny. Right. You still have to show up. I'm still in classes. So yeah. So the fact that there's a dream going on on one side in one part of my life, and there's a devastation, right? And the other side. But that all came together in one a year later. And I had no idea. I had no idea in that moment I was let go from that job that it was going to allow me to, A, grow a business that I could still maintain and still have income from, and then go to school and pursue that dream. So that moment was pivotal in my life, and I had no idea. That is a very, very... Oh, heartfelt story and also very eye-opening. And I wonder, and as I'm sure our listeners wonder, what's different now as far as how you feel versus before? How I, well, how I feel, how you, you know, I feel stronger. Stronger. Okay. Because I, I have proven to myself that I am someone that I always wanted to be. I, there, you know, there was women in um, my career of administrative assistant. I always supported people, right? I'm, I'm either supporting women in business mm-hmm. or I was supporting men, but I was always the support. Um, I was the, the one cheerleader. That, I was the cheerleader and I got everything done for them, right? Okay. Without having to make big decisions. That was one thing I loved. I was like, oh, I don't have to, thank goodness. That's not my pay grade, <laughs> as they say, right? Oh, that is not my pay grade. <laughs> but what was my pay grade was important and it was key, but... What I would find myself doing in a lot of those jobs is admiring women for being in those roles, mm-hmm. whatever management level they were in. I mean, I worked for a fire marshal one time and it was, she was a woman 
And um, that I admired her. But I was like, wow. But the other side of me was going, I could never do that because I didn't have an education or I didn't have the training. I can't be a fire marshal. I couldn't be a C-level executive at a major corporation. I, I, that was always playing in the back of my mind. You had these limiting self thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. And I would use the excuse of, well, but I'm okay with that because I'm an administrative assistant. I, I'm the supporting person. I, it's, it's cool. But in the back of my mind, it was killing me because I wanted to be her, whoever her was, right? So fast forward, I am her now. You are. I have no reason to not look at a job position in my future or or entrepreneurship as I am now. There's Mm -hmm. no reason why. That that person no longer exists. That that self, bad self-talk, that doubting self-talk does not exist. And did that all sort of go away or dissipate as you started digging into your own values way back and then having things happen and present, you know, opportunities present themselves that were more in alignment with your values? I would say 2018 was key in that. Yes. I think the leadership classes I was, I was in the management classes and then my time with my life coach, then losing my job suddenly All of that was building up to show me what I was made of. It showed me who I could be Um, because I didn't have a choice anymore. Like God said, you, I'm getting ready to show you what you are worth and who you really are. I would say the moment that the self-doubt stopped was probably when I stepped foot on campus at the, at UGA. And I think that is true. That happened because I had reached a dream, a childhood dream, Wendy, not just a dream that started 10, 12 years ago. This is a dream that goes back to my teenage years and my childhood of going to school and actually going to the University of Georgia. That's an old dream of mine. And when I locked that in by becoming a student there, what I was like, there's nothing I can't do. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. And plus, my business, once I matched the income, I was like, you know what? I just proved to myself I can do this too. But not only that, you're helping other people now. Right. And, and that's the key. Yeah. I mean, if I'm making money, let's just be honest in what I do. If I'm making money, that means I'm helping people. That's more important to me. Absolutely. Because your value yeah. is serving others and right. helping others is serving others. Right. I get that. Yeah. So tell me this because- Obviously, you're successful. You looked at yourself one day and said, okay, the one thing I can control in everything is my weight and my health. My health. So I'm just going to dive into that now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to casually lose 40 pounds. Uh, joke, LOL. Not casual. Yeah, that wasn't, it was not, yeah, it's not a casual decision, is it? No. I mean, no, our, our health body is not. definitely changed the rules without our consent right. after we hit 40 and again, 50 and on. So you so were true. dealing with all of that. So do you have any secrets or routines that keep you focused or help you keeping moving forward? I will tell you what keeps me moving forward to mm-hmm. not go backwards ever again. There, there's a couple of things, but the, the truth is my, my original why of losing weight to begin with keeps me moving forward. I will never forget why I continue to um, maintain a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle. And that is 
and I, I hope a lot of people can resonate with this, um, especially, you know, your, the, your audience of middle-aged women, because we are there, whether we want to mm-hmm. be or not, we are here. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a quick story that led me to this, the moment of, I will, I didn't want to be like, I know it's very judgmental, but I wasn't judging. It was, it was a decision. I was sitting at lunch with my mom and her sisters. And if they listen to this podcast, which I hope they do, I hope they um, see this as an inspiration, but I was sitting at lunch with them. My mom is one of five. She, and there's four girls and they started rattling off all of their medications. Ooh. Yeah. Really? All of them. They went around the, like, it was like this, this, uh, table talk for the day, if you will, at lunch. And they were like, well, my doctor has got me on this. And my doctor has me on this. Well, my doctor told me this. Well, my doctor said I need to lose weight. And my Wendy, I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, no, this is my DNA pool. Right. This is my mom's genetics, her sisters. This, this is for me, the maternal, the, the female genes and DNA. Mm -hmm. I said, no, 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 no. If I can control this from happening, this meaning with the, the conversation they were having with each other, then I'm going to. And that was an incredibly ter- massive turning point in my life for my health. That was the moment at lunch, hearing about all these medications, which now you and I both know, as mm-hmm. I'm an integrative nutritional health coach, right. that medications simply just keep you, keep you where you're at. Right. It doesn't allow it's you just, to get better and it doesn't allow you to get worse. Right. It's yeah, just, it's it's just covering it, you're covering something up, but you're not stopping the source of the problem. Correct. I mean, I, yeah, I'm in a pharmacology class right now in school. I, I now understand how medicine works and I'm like freaked out by it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay. So I so here I am. I'm in my mid-40s now. I'm not on medicines. Um, Jason, my husband, he has predisposed issues as well that scare me from, you know, from his genetics and his DNA. Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember we both were gaining weight. Um, I would yo-yo diet like mad, you know, lose a lot of weight, not learn a darn thing from it and put the weight back on plus some, right. That's what we do. Yeah. And and then he had never dieted in his life, quote unquote dieted. He had never had to need to lose weight. And then all of a sudden he did. And I think he was getting scared as well because of his parents' health um, in history. It's in so, our faces um, as we get older. Yes, it is. It impacts yes. us. Right. Oh, yeah. So I was like, well, I can't control everything in our health with, especially if you're predisposed for something, but I can try to control a lot of it. So yeah, that is my why. And to this moment, that is still my why. Um, I, like I said, I have learned a lot more about medicine, a lot more about health over the last couple of years in school, because I'm, I'm actually in school for psychology. And with psychology comes a lot of help information. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little overwhelmed with it, but it, in the good way of, oh my goodness, there's a lot we can control. So what I can control is my weight. Um, so what I do, you know what, the program that I coach mm-hmm. just offers up healthy habits. Yes, there is a, a weight loss mecha, a component to what I do. So I'm mm-hmm. going to teach you how to get the weight off first. That is kind of most important. But along that journey, that part of it, I'm going to teach you some real serious healthy habits. Hydration for one. Do you know how many people don't like water? I'm like, yeah, I do. You've got yours. <laughs> yeah. Because the last few days without power, um, I have not been drinking as much water. And I said, I am just going to bring that darn bottle. Yeah. And when we're done with our conversation, I'm going to drink that darn bottle. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have a bottle I'm finishing and a bottle waiting. Right. Um, so it's, it's simple habits though, Wendy, that are, they're easy, but yet they're very hard for us in our society because we are so food focused and so um, beverage focused, Be- beverages of all sorts, right? I'm not just talking about one or two. We are very, very focused in food and beverages. And um, if you don't learn at some point in your life, how devastating all of what we do, those bad habits of the, I call it the standard American diet. It's the sad American diet. It is, you know, yeah, it is. And it's very hard. Um, I just posted on Facebook this week, a little uh, picture of the holidays. And it says the average American gains 10 to 15 pounds between Halloween and New Year's Day. Yikes. That's the average. And so that, that tells me there's people who are going to gain 20 and they're, you know, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? When you just, the average is 10 to 15. So what does that make those, the higher end? And you know what, with COVID-19, that's on top of COVID-19. So, you know, right now people isolated. Yes. Uh, I know my mother, my adoptive mother is isolated. Um, so yeah, we all out's going to be big. It is. And, uh, if you don't break habits, if you don't break your cycles, see, I, I, I love the, the idea of breaking cycles because mm-hmm. the one cycle, a lot of, even my clients now, clients in past clients active, and I know my future, we get into a cycle of, well, I'm going to start on Monday, right? I, we all say that say I'm that. starting Monday, right? Big secret, but I'll say that I'm going to start on Monday and yeah. I'm going to start whatever program they want to choose. All right. I, cause I, if, if I will congratulate anyone who will start something, right? Right. But we start on Monday and by Wednesday, what happens? We've quote cheated, right? And so we've started. Well, I was so cycle. good for two days. I was so Jennifer. good. For, <laughs> and I can't lose any weight. Right. I didn't lose weight overnight. Well, it doesn't happen overnight. But, yeah. but by Wednesday, we've cheated or we've been pressured or we, and we break the promise to ourselves that we started back on Monday. Cause you do, well, I believe you start a program, you've made a promise to yourself. Mm. And by Wednesday, you break that promise. You, so now you've started the cycle all back over again, right? Well, on Saturday, it's okay because on Saturday I was going um, to so-and-so's house for a birthday cake. So it's no big deal. I'll just start Monday again. Yeah. And then before you know it, weeks and months have gone by and now you're into years. You're into years. And so I believe you have to eventually, finally, without hesitation, make a decision to break that cycle. And the program that I coach, fortunately, gets a person into that cycle and of breaking the cycle. Because you start eating healthy food. You start eating clean food. You start drinking your water. You start seeing results. You start feeling good, right? The body is responding positively. You're coming off medications. You're getting better sleep. All these things start positive. Mm. positively happening, you break that cycle, but it takes that kind of result to break the cycle. And sometimes how do you break? Oh, but how do you break us? Can you give us a a real quick, just like a takeaway, little tidbit, little morsel Mm -hmm. of how do you stop the, some negative feedback that you give yourself in your head? Like how you stop that cycle? Is there, is, do you have like a trick for that? Is there, I guess there's not a, a one answer fits all, but if there was <laughs> well, one thing that you say that maybe you use as far as self-talk when maybe your train is starting to get off the tracks a little bit, what do you, how do you 
write yourself? Okay. So I have a great example because that did oh, happen. Excellent. <laughs> I love examples, right? So yeah. I was, while I was losing weight, while I was in my, what, what we, what we call a fat burn because fat, when you burn your fat and not your muscle and you're really into a really good solid fat burn, that's when the body's working at its best, right? It's in its height of metabolism and you're just shedding the fat mm-hmm. and the weight. I was in that part of the journey mm-hmm. and some girlfriends at work, this is when I was working. Uh, they were like, Ooh, let's go to El Ranchero for happy hour. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> this is not good. There's like cheese, oh. and margaritas and oh, and chips. Yes. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I get, I'm in the car and I'm like self-talking myself, right? You're going to get a salad. Mm-hmm. The girls are going to get chips and you're just doing, they know what you're doing. They know you're trying to lose weight. Just don't eat the chips. Don't eat it. Don't get it and drink water or mm-hmm. diet soda to stay away from the margarita. Okay, fine. But I get in there. I get my salad and I'm all set up for success, but I still eat chips, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I eat the chips because I love chips. I'm a chipaholic. And I get in the car and like, you know what? It's totally okay that I just did that because guess what I'm going to do when I get home? I'm going to eat what I'm supposed to be eating. I am right back on track tomorrow morning when I get up. I'm not throwing this all out the window. I'm done. So you stopped yourself. Mm-hmm. from condemning yourself. Right. It's okay. It is you allowed okay. yourself. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I might have even lost my fat burn for a couple a day or two. But you know what, Wendy? I didn't throw it all away. It's the, it's the old adage, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Mhm. Mhm. I said, "Okay, fine. You had your chips. Now go home and eat a healthy to, you know, whatever my healthy choice for a dessert was that night and or a piece of fruit, whatever it was. Go home eat it." And tomorrow morning, you know what? I'm right back at it. And boom, grace. It's grace. Oh, a lot of times grace. it's grace. Mm-hmm. I like that word. Yeah. Self, I guess, permission. Permission. And, and forgive it. And then, but don't, here's what I tell my clients still to this day. Okay. On Thanksgiving day, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. We have it once a year. That's the day we eat a lot of food. We don't eat all year long, right? Mm-hmm. Or even birthday. When I, when someone tells me it's their birthday, I'm like, okay, eat your cake. Please right. eat, especially in 2020, do everything that we don't normally get to do because we need to celebrate the good stuff this year, right? Right. But tomorrow morning, when you get up, do not give yourself permission to eat a biscuit or whatever is not on your plan. You know what I mean? Don't give yourself permission to throw it all away. Get right back into it. So, and that is hard for people because that's that cycle I was talking about a second ago where, well, I'll just, well, forget it. I'll just wait till Monday again. No, 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 no. If it's jump a t- back on, you jumped off, get right back on. If it's Tuesday night right. and you had chips because you wanted chips and they were sitting right in front of you, well, guess what? Wednesday morning is you're going to start back over. So yeah, it's oh, not easy, Wendy, but it's not easy. And I know that. And that's um, part of what you and I do in our health world. What I love is that we've experienced it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. Jennifer, tell me this. I love everything that you've you're, you're saying and doing and, and being for everyone in your world. And what's next for you? Ooh, I got to graduate. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're going to graduate. Ooh, I've been I'm working sure that's on a me. foregone conclusion. You're going to graduate. I know. Well, it's, it's actually a hot topic right now because I'm trying to graduate in uh, spring of next year. So May is my targeted graduation date. Okay. Um, but you know what? I have now understood why most college students do not finish in four years anymore. <laughs> I, just, 
Oh, there's a matrix too. So anyway, my little matrix has a hiccup at the moment, but I will tell you, I'm going to work through that too. And I will graduate when it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. But once I do graduate, and like I said, we're just, we're just going to believe it's going to be May. I'm going to claim it as they say, I'm going to claim it now, May. Um, I truly want to grow my business, but I even want to expand on my health coaching business because health coaching or health in general is not just about weight loss. Right. There's a lot more to the, the health and well-being of an, uh, the average American now. Um, that, like you said, the sad diet, the standard American diet, um, there's a lot more to it than just the, the program I'm coaching currently with the fat burning and getting into weight loss. I would love to work with people who maybe don't even need to lose weight, but just want to improve their eating habits. Right. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of that, right. Um, I am learning more and more about supplements because our food and nutrition does not, or the daily diet does not provide us with the right amount of nutrition that we really need. You know, we're, we're missing out on so many vitamins, minerals. Mm-hmm. Our soil so is depleted. Yeah. Completely. We've ruined our soil in this country. Yeah. So I'm starting to learn a lot about supplements and how supplements mm-hmm. can actually help the body in a, a more natural, holistic way. So I'm looking to expound on it, um, on what I'm currently doing. And so if, if someone comes to me and they want to lose weight or, or wait, let me rephrase that. If someone comes to me and they don't need to lose weight, I don't want to not be able to help them. So I want to kind of toy around with some little things that I can help people learn. Maybe just, you know what, let's start with learning how to eat a proper, very green, clean, Mm -hmm. low pro or low fat protein meal. Let's start, you know, let's start with that. Let's how, what do you eat for dinner? Let's start with one meal a day. I would love to go into that kind of nutritional well-being as well, in addition to what I'm doing. That is, it is great. I know with, um, with my integrative nutritional health coaching, it's, it's sort of like losing weight is the byproduct. Yes. So right now what I'm doing is weight loss is first, help is the byproduct, which is not a bad thing, right? No, not, not at, at all. all. But I also believe there are people out there who need help just to learn how to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. And if they lose weight because of it, ding, 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 winner, winner. Yeah, ding, you know, ding, ding. You know, I, that's, so I want to get into more of an arena like that, where it's not always health or not always weight loss focus, but weight centric yeah. health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I because think that's fantastic. Well, thank you. I, there's more to, like I said, there's more to health than weight loss. And I just feel very passionate about that. I feel real passionate about that lately. That is so wonderful. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time and your insight today. I know that there are people who are listening, some women that are definitely going to have some takeaways from this. And I would like to ask you to share if people want to find you, Mm -hmm. sign up for some of your service. Maybe they're like, wow, I like her. I like what she said. And I want to talk to her about coaching, losing weight, how, how would they go about finding you? So on Facebook, I have a business page called Jen's Healthy Life, J-E-N-N apostrophe S, Jen's Healthy Life. They can definitely contact me there. Um, I am currently working on a website with school that has not been as big of a focus, but I'm working on one. Um, so Jen's Healthy Life is, is the best place if we're not already friends on Facebook. 
So yeah, social media is a big source for me with my marketing and what I do, because I do believe social media, it can be an amazing marketing tool. Mm-hmm. So that would be the first place, or you can just find me on Facebook. I have a public profile with no, no shame in my game there either. And how, um, how do we find you? Yep. So I do use my maiden name. So it's Jennifer Alexander Lunsford. Just okay. find me. Um, and Lunsford yeah, is spelled L-U-N-D-S-F-O-R-D. Oh, no, no D. Yep. L-U-N-S-F-O-R-D. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, I do. Sorry. That is common. Um, it's so funny. I always tell the story that when I was in Alexander, I never had to spell my name, but then I got married to a Lunsford and yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jennifer Lunsford, L-U-N-S-F-O-R-D. Easy to find me on Facebook. So if you have a Facebook account, very, very easy. If not, they can reach out to you as well. And um, yes, we're going to put this in all the show notes. Yeah. We're going to put all of this in the show notes for everyone. And um, in, invite into the private Facebook page for Second Wind. And perhaps we'll see some ideas from Jennifer occasionally in there. So stay tuned and be happy. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.